Hey guys, welcome to Kayfabe Avenue. Today we're bringing you something a little different. Going through the archives, pulled out a fantasy booking episode. So here's an old episode from the YouTube show about a year or two back. Hope you guys enjoy it. And if you do, we'll bring back more. Show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect it. It's Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, all you casual wrestling fans and all you smart marks, this is the Kayfabe Ab Livecast and this is your host, Kayfabe AJ. Today we're bringing you fantasy booking and today's topic is a very big one. It's the invasion angle. How would I reimagine the invasion? Now, a lot of people thought the invasion felt flat didn't quite enjoy it as much as they should have. The main WCW uh, roster, the main eventers, they were all tied behind ridiculous contracts from Turner. The Vince McMahon didn't bring half of the guys that he needed to in, basically keeping the mid-card and lower card of WCW and using them to implement the invasion angle. So for this fantasy book, we have a few rules. All the main eventers are available from WCW, WWE, ECW. Now, we only have active wrestlers and on-screen personalities at this time. So, no future versus past booking. Everything within 2001, who is available. And let's start the show. So, my invasion angle starts at WrestleMania 17. At this time, there's no purchase announcement made. It was the just whole storyline with Shane buying WCW's drop. None of that is mentioned. There's no appearance uh, from the crew That's of right. WCW guys. I None of that. So WCW. all the matches going into WrestleMania 17 continue as they were, with no mention of WCW or ECW. This feud is going to encompass some of the same milestones and some of the same highlights that actually happened in 2001 so we're going to try to blend in what actually happened with a little twist of what I did so to start off we have Undertaker cutting a promo before his match with Triple H at Wrestlemania 17 he's walking from the parking lot when he approaches his bike there's a crow on the handles and it starts to crow at Undertaker he dismisses it continues to his match it goes on the same exact way it went on. Undertaker coming out on top. The main event of WrestleMania has The Rock and Stone Cold fight. It ends exactly how it ended, except for the fact that it was not Vince McMahon who helped screw The Rock and give the, uh, the WWF title to Austin. Instead, in his place, it's Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff ends the night shaking hands with Stone Cold and handing... Austin, his newly won WWF title. Pan to the back, we show Vince McMahon destroying his office, livid that Eric Bischoff is standing in his ring at his creation, WrestleMania. Now, for all those that know, Vince and Eric Bischoff always had this standing rivalry. Bischoff tried to crush the WWF for many years before WCW went under. 
So to have the enemy, especially at this time, it wasn't known, it wouldn't have been known that WCW was actually purchased. So it was a big thing. Next night on Raw opens with WWF locker room, banging on Vince's door, asking for answers, as Stone Cold hasn't arrived yet. Vince tells the locker room they will have answers tonight, as security is on high alert. The Rock cuts him off and says, damn the answers. He wants Stone Cold's candy ass tonight for the title, which he technically didn't really lose. Eric Bischoff comes in, hands him the chair. He took the place of Mr. Man, so he hands him the chair. Austin whips his ass, ends up stealing the title. We have heel Austin. So now we have Undertaker heading to the ring with Kane and a crow is shown flying by. Taker gives Kane a kind of like, what the fuck is going on look. Stone Cold arrives, no Bischoff is sight. He has straight to the ring. Austin announces that Bischoff is now officially his manager. So he has a right to show up on WWE TV. Bischoff's music hits. He comes down to the ring and says he saw WCW was a sinking ship. So he gave Ted Turner the finger. And with Eric Bischoff's knowledge and connections, he will make sure that Austin remains on top. Austin is full heel on the mic, calls out Vince, and says he told McMahon he hated him and would even side with the enemy to finally take him down. Vince creates the steel cage match between The Rock and Austin for the title. If Austin loses, he and Bischoff are fired. So we have the same match that led into The Rock leaving in real life to go film the Scorpion King. So, you know, good match. The finish saw The Rock gaining the advantage and about to win. The lights go out and the NWO music hits. Static is shown on the screen. Lights go back on. Hogan is by the cage door. We have Hall, Nash, Big Show sporting NWO colors. X-Pac wearing NWO colors as well. We have Scott Steiner outside. They all surrounded the ring. The Rock stops in shock. On Hogan's command, NWO rips the cage apart and they jump The Rock. Austin shakes Hogan's hand and just walks off the ring, winning the match. They beat The Rock and spray NWO on his back. The remaining of the locker room storm out. Taker, Kane, and Triple H leading the charge. But the NWO on Austin retreats into the crowd. The Rock is finally is written off this way so he can start the Scorpion King. The next episode of Raw opens with Austin via satellite, and he's declaring war on Vince McMahon and the WWF. He hands Bischoff the WWE title, and Bischoff has him back the WCW championship. Bischoff puts the WWE title on his shelf and says, that's where it will remain. Next up, Undertaker is backstage talking to Kane and Triple H about making things right between the WWF locker room. Because Austin made it clear, WCW is coming for them. Triple H is arguing with Kane, and during this time, Taker hears a crash outside the locker room. When he opens the door, his motorcycle is destroyed with the words painted, Where's the real you? Vincent Man announces he will be on Raw next week. So on the next episode of Raw, Vincent Man finally arrives. And during his segment, he tells the audience that he's banning Stone Cold Steve Austin from the WWF and threatens legal action if the WWF title is not returned. Austin shows up and says, I'll see you in court. Because it's obvious you don't have the grapefruits to handle this in the ring. Vince doesn't back down in his stance. And this leads 
to the next few months, a legal battle between Austin, Bischoff, and Vince. This is shown in Vignette's backstage, and Austin's kept off TV. Eventually, they come to an agreement to defend the title on pay-per-views to fulfill the 30-day no-complete cause. But Austin refuses to bring or wear the WWF title, recognizing the WCW title as the one true championship. During the time that's passing with the legal battle on Raw, Undertaker's been encountering the Crow and keeps encountering messages wherever he goes. Where's the real you? The Judgment Day pay-per-view is up next, and Triple H is taking on Stone Cold Steve Austin with Eric Bischoff for the WWF title. But, like we said, Austin is only recognizing the WCW title as the main championship, so the WWF title is nowhere in sight. Austin shows up through the crowd with the NWO flanking him. They all have tickets to the show, and they all sit ringside. The WWF locker room comes out and watches the match from the stage. Austin and Triple H have a war in the ring, and eventually Triple H goes down because he tore his quad. Now, in real life, Triple H the very next night tore his quad the day after Judgment Day, facing Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit for the tag team titles with Austin being his partner. So for the sake of this story, Triple H tore his quad during the championship battle against Austin. Austin arrives at the pay-per-view, coming through the crowd with the NWO flanking him. They all have tickets to the show, so they're all allowed to sit ringside. The WF locker room comes out and watches the match from the stage. Austin and Triple H tear down the house, and they have a war in the ring. Eventually, Triple H goes down with a torn quad. At that point, the locker room sprints from the stage into the ring, and the NWO jumped the barricade, the match ending in the no contest. During all this fighting outside the ring, the lights finally go off, and suddenly you hear the crow come on the speakers, and you see crows filling the arena, flying all around. The Titantron turns on, and you see the words, I will find the real you. This causes the break in the fighting and both sides retreat as the pay-per-view goes off the air. On the next episode of Raw, Undertaker starts the show and says, whoever's playing these games doesn't want to find the real him because it's not wise to poke a demon. If you want to find me, you know exactly where I'll be. Show up any Monday night on Raw. Now at this time, Undertaker was the American badass persona. So he's full-fledged, motorcycle, bandanas, you know, he's beating respect into people. This is Taker, the mortal man. There's no Lord of Darkness. There's no signs of the dead man. It's just full-fledged American badass. So tonight, he has a number one contendership match against Chris Jericho. The match is called off later on when the lights go out. Undertaker is about to win, and the crow sound off in the Titantron. The words, I'll show you who you are, appear. The lights go back on, and Taker is gone, leaving Jericho and everyone wondering, what just happened as Raw goes off the air? The next week, Taker's nowhere to be found, and Jericho is declared as the number one contender. Undertaker has been deducted, and we don't hear from Undertaker until the end of the night. Raw ends with a man in a trench coat standing with his back to the camera. He isn't recognizable at this point, and he says, I will show him. Camera pans out to see that the Undertaker is inside a grave, and the words, I'll show all of them who he is, 
lights the TV screen, and the camera is back from the view of the grave, and the dirt begins to pile on Undertaker as Raw ends. The next pay-per-view up is King of the Ring, and Kurt Angle ends up winning the King of the Ring, and he makes a speech after his win, stating that the WWF needs to come together, and if Chris Jericho doesn't beat Stone Cold, then he will. Jericho versus Austin with Eric Bischoff ends with the NWO coming through the crowd. Kurt comes out leading the charge, but the NWO is overpowering the WWF. The referee is distracted by the outside fighting, and Chris Jericho gets screwed by Chris Benoit as he helps Austin retain the Stone Cold Stunner for the 1-2-3, and Benoit has officially turned his back on the WWF. Again, at this point, Triple H is gone off injury. The Rock is kayfabe injured, and he's in Hollywood filming The Scorpion King. The Undertaker is buried alive, and Austin is leading the WCW invasion. So WWF numbers are in the decline. The next night, Bischoff tells Vince on Raw, this can all end if he wants to make a deal. If they lose, they will return the WWF title, and they will all be fired, including Austin. But... Like, every time Bischoff has something cooking up, he has something up his sleeve, and he says, if the WCW wins, then the NWO guys and the WCW guys can show up on Raw, and the ban of Stone Cold Steve Austin will be officially lifted. Vince Man finally caves and accepts the offer. The Invasion pay-per-view is up next, and we have head-to-head WWF versus WCW matches. The main event shows... Kurt Angle versus Stone Cold coming off of his King of the Ring win. He's fighting for the title in the main event. Chris Benoit, along with the rest of the four horsemen who have just made their debut, Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, and Dean Malenko start to surround the ringside. The WWF locker room pours out and the NWO arrives through the crowd. The WCW and NWO outnumber WWF as more WCW stars start flooding in. Goldberg is out. Booker T is out now. They've arrived in WWF and helped Austin beat Kurt Angle, and WCW takes over Raw for the next few months. The Rock's return is held off, so he doesn't return at SummerSlam like he did in real life. The NWO take the remaining titles, painting NWO over the old belts, and instead introduce WCW titles on TV. The NWO starts beating WWF guys weekly, terrorizing the shows every week. Goldberg ends up winning the Intercontinental Championship, but converts it to the United States Championship. Survivor Series is coming up, and Vince has finally had enough with the state of his WWF. With WCW taking over the programming, he's seen talking to someone over the phone for the next couple weeks, negotiating mysteriously. Michael Cole finally approaches Vince McMahon and asks, what's he up to? And what's going on with the state of the WWF? Vince says, let's just say... Eventually, the tide will turn, and he walks off, leaving Michael Cole with a bewildered look on his face. Austin versus Kurt versus Chris Jericho for the title is the main event of Survivor Series. Once again, the NWO and WCW starts filling the arena. Vince comes out and says he's had enough, and it's time to take this feud to the extreme. The Let the Body Hit the Floor music hits the Titan Tron, and ECW has finally arrived in the arena. Paul Heyman is on stage and announces RVD, Sandman, Dreamer, Rhino, Taz, Sabu, and the rest of the ECW together, along with the WWF locker room, hold off WCW and the NWO. 
Eagle hits multiple German suplexes on Austin. Austin ends up rolling out, and Jericho sneaks the win over Kurt Angle. The show ends with Chris Jericho as the new champion. Now, during this time, Jericho has remained pretty neutral, and the WWF guys on the next episode of Raw are celebrating, and Jericho stops them and says, you jackasses never supported me before WCW came along, and he walks off on them. ECW is made officially a part of the WWF roster. Paul Heyman hands over the ECW championship to Vince McMahon and says, ECW is WWF, so now the title belongs to Vince. Eric Bischoff interrupts and says Paul needed to hand Vince the title since the WWF title still sits on his shelf at home. Eric Bischoff proposes if they had the guts, they'll put the ECW title, the WCW title on the line at Vengeance. The representatives of each brand will be involved in the match to decide who the real champion of the company is. The Rock is officially back and interrupts and says he was robbed of the WWF title at Mania and is back to lay the SmackDown on Austin. Jericho interrupts and says, you are all overlooking the real champion, which is Jericho, as of last night, Survivor Series, and that's why his allegiance lies with himself. Screw WWF and WCW. Heyman is seen backstage talking to Vince. They announced that the last ECW champion, Rhino, will face the current WCW champion, Chris Jericho, and the winner of Austin vs. Rock at Vengeance to unify all the titles. Vince taunts Bischoff and says, if you dare. Next week, Bischoff shows up with Austin wearing the WWF title. They accept the challenge, and now we have Rock vs. Austin for the WWF title. Rhino vs. Jericho for the WCW and ECW title. The winners of both matches will face each other the same night to determine the true champion and the first ever undisputed champion at the Vengeance pay-per-view. Now, at Vengeance, Jericho ends up beating Rhino in the first round. The Rock beats Austin in the second round for the WWF title. And lastly, Jericho beats The Rock for the WWF title clean. The first ever undisputed champion is Chris Jericho at Vengeance. Now, this mirrors real life where Chris Jericho ended up fighting The Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. But there were no, at this point, the WCW, ECW storyline invasion was already killed. So I wanted to continue this to be a year-long rivalry. So therefore, we had the ECW, the last ECW champion in Rhino facing the current WCW title holder in Jericho. And with the WWF title brought back from Bischoff's house, finally defended Rock versus Austin in their rematch from WrestleMania 17. And the, it still ends with Chris Jericho being the undisputed champion, as it should. He's the freaking GOAT. Moving on into this fantasy booking, we have the Royal Rumble coming up next. Triple H has officially returned and made his claim for the uh, spot in the Royal Rumble and now actually wins the Royal Rumble. In real life, Triple H came back from his quad injury and ended up winning the Royal Rumble, so I wanted to keep that the same. It's the same night in the Royal Rumble. Jericho is defending his title against The Rock, and Sting makes his debut in the main event helping Jericho win at the Royal Rumble, officially making Jericho a part of the WCW, and now Sting is officially on WWF television, announcing himself as the person who's been behind the Crow segment and the person who took down The Undertaker. Sting claims he did it because he wanted to show the world that The Undertaker was a fraud, and that's why he buried him alive. 
Sting is in the WWF to pick off the pieces of the remaining talent before they actually finish crushing the WWF once and for all. Triple H tells Jericho his time is up at Mania, coming off of his Royal Rumble win. The Rock challenges Sting at No Way Out. And the weeks leading up to No Way Out, Sting is having a taste of his own medicine as Undertaker symbols start appearing wherever Sting goes. WWF and ECW guys are having matches against WCW and NWO throughout all this time. No Way Out comes around and The Rock beats Sting after the Lord of Darkness Undertaker arrives on stage and distracts Sting. Now, we wouldn't actually have any type of a Dead Man Undertaker until 2004. At this time, it's 2001, 2002. So I brought Undertaker back to his original character two years in advance. Further along in the No Way Out pay-per-view, we have Jericho retaining against Austin. Austin ends up getting jumped by National Hall at the end of the night, which officially kicks Austin out of the WCW NWO group. On the next night of Raw, Hogan challenges The Rock at WrestleMania. Sting and Undertaker is made official in the Hell in a Cell for Mania. Austin challenges Scott Hall. Jericho versus Triple H is made official. A 10-man elimination match. WCW, NWO versus WWF. Goldberg versus Kane for the IC or United States Championship since Goldberg converted it. The company that gets the most wins at Mania wins the war and the under company will have to fold, ending the invasion at Mania. WWF comes out on top and now Vince is in control of a WWF that now has ECW and WCW guys blended in. The invasion ends at WrestleMania 18, exactly a year since Bischoff helped Austin win the WWF title. On the next night on Raw, Vince announces the first WWE draft and brand split using WCW titles on one show and WWF titles on the other. Vince is mad with power and makes Bischoff GM of Raw so he can watch him at all times and also remind himself that he crushed WCW and now Bischoff works for him. So that was my quick style of booking the invasion. I know I didn't get into so many details as far as other matches, but I kind of wanted to build the main event card of WrestleMania 18. I felt like a lot of the matches in the invasion were decent. I think that The Rock maybe getting put in SummerSlam was a little bit too premature. I think The Rock should have been held off for something special, and these storylines should not have ended at Survivor Series. They should have really milked it and had the WCW invasion, ECW invasion, end at WrestleMania 18 exactly a year later. We still end up getting Hogan versus Rock, which was the highlight of WrestleMania 18. We still get Triple H versus uh Chris Jericho, which leads to Triple H winning right after his uh, return from injury. So a lot of things remain the same as far as injuries, who was there, who ended up leaving. We added a whole bunch of WCW main eventers into the card, and all of them ended up having matches against each other at WrestleMania 18. I feel like making the rivalry a year-long thing should have actually been the route they went with. And... ECW siding with WCW kind of made no sense to me because ECW and WWF had a long-standing partnership with Vince even bringing ECW stars onto Raw programming way before the Monday Night Wars and all this uh, buying the other companies came about. So for ECW to side with WCW in the original invasion, I don't think that made too much sense. 
what they did have Stephanie and Shane owning the respective brands, but I think they should have kept it controversial. Eric Bischoff invading WWF television in a way that he can come in and still be Eric Bischoff, and there's a big reason for him being there. At the end of WCW, Eric Bischoff really wasn't in charge of much. Ted Turner had ran everything into the ground with uh, hiring people in charge that really was a detriment to the company. So that was my fantasy booking of the invasion. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please like, comment, subscribe, and let me know what you thought. Let me know what you would have changed, what you would have added, what matchups you would have liked to see. Now, I didn't spread this out across the whole year and give every pay-per-view. I wanted to kind of do it in a way that it the storylines bled throughout the year into each other, and it culminates at WrestleMania 18. So that was the WWF Invasion Storyline Fantasy Booking. Hope you guys enjoyed that. And again, I'll be watching this episode, see how you guys react to it. And if you guys enjoyed it, we'll start creating more fantasy booking, maybe pulling out some more episodes from the archive to let you guys catch up on what you may have missed at a point when Kayfabe App was just a live cast YouTube show. So uh, giving you guys some old content, see where we've been, see where we're going. And uh, hope you guys joined for the ride. So once again, this was Kayfabe AJ. That was WWF storyline booking of the invasion angle from 2001 hope you guys enjoyed it like share and subscribe on youtube where you can see the visual version of this episode and you can find us at kayfabe avenue on instagram on twitter on facebook like i said the youtube channel like share and subscribe join the facebook group join the conversation and click on that support link on apple click on that support link on anchor and donate to the show. Keep the lights going. Keep this Kayfabe Avenue train moving. This has been Kayfabe AJ. This has been Fantasy Booking. Austin, take us home. And that's the bottom line. Why? Because those Stone Cold said so. Thank you very much, you son of a bitch.